comes out in front for Cagliano. Oh, he hit the post. Up ahead to Kopitar. Shoots and he hit the post. Oh, he Return pass off the referee and then off the post. You're listening to 987 CJHR. And now it's time for Rink Wrap. Here's your host, Jeff Patterson. Uh, greetings and welcome to Rink Wrap, episode 125. I'm Jeff Patterson alongside Riley, the intern here, as we bring you some hard, fast-paced hockey news from local rinks and beyond. Riley, welcome to the show. Glad you could join us here on the Burnstown Road Studios. Uh, what's up? Mm. It's a good. It's an, I don't know, Jeff. It's a. It's a good day today. A lot well, of break. A lot of breaking news. A lot, oh. lot of interesting topics we can talk about. How about I break this news about you? Are you one of these like uh, millennials? Is that what you are? No, I wasn't born in two thousand. Oh, okay. You you kind of act like one because I had to pick you up instead <laughs> of meeting you at Tim Horton. So I want to share with the listeners this little skit. Oh, okay. So he texts me. What do you want to drink in your coffee? <laughs> I, I'll take a regular. Okay, pick me up at Tim Hortons. Then I get a text 10 minutes later. Yeah, it's too cold for me to walk to Tim Hortons. How about that? I've got the attention span of a squirrel, Jeff. So. Okay. Well, hopefully our listeners have a little bit more of an attention span here It's going to be a good show. Because we have Epi 125 and we're rolling here. So let's get right to business. We have uh, a couple good guests lined up here. Connor Gata is going to join us in the studio. Longtime CCHL official and longtime Silver Stick organizer Dennis Stewart is going to join us on the line a little bit later. But let's get right to business. I've got a good one here for you. Randy Robitaille he played uh, two seasons in the CCHL for yes. the Ottawa Junior Senators. Uh, he played uh, eight different NHL, uh, played for eight different NHL teams, including the Flyers. Yes. So that's a pretty big name right there. Well, he was a bit of a suitcase, but then he ended up back uh, coaching in the CCHL. That's actually. right. That's right. Yeah, I don't know what he coached though. Well, who did he coach? Who did he coach? I believe it was his uh, old team, the Ottawa oh, Junior Senators. Yeah. Wow. So uh, you know, quite a talented guy. Do you have been how many games played in the NHL? No, I don't. I no didn't stats. go that far. Okay. Well, how about I go to uh, my number twenty-five that I pulled off here? Um, now, usually we like to have a local twist to it, right? Oh, that's right, Jeff. Sorry, he's also he was born in Ottawa, Ontario, Ottawa Valley. Is it Ottawa or Ottawa Valley? Well. The Ottawa Valley. Okay, well, he wishes he was from the Ottawa yeah, Valley. Yeah, I wish um, he was from the Ottawa this Valley. This guy does too. Um, a name you might recognize, but he's from Burnaby. Uh, sorry, check that. Cranbrook, British Columbia. Jason Marshall. Oh, yeah, long, I, I know Jason. No, no, I'm talking about a long-time NHLer. Oh. So this is a different guy than the Jason Marshall we, all, we know and love. This guy played for St. Louis and war number 25, but he also started his career as a member of the national team with Eric Lindros in 88-89. Played a lot for the Ducks as well. Played a lot for the Ducks, but war 25 was St. Louis. So he was a bit of a journeyman like uh, Robitaille, but uh, believe it or not, he played 0-0-0-1 season with Danis Zubris, the former Pembroke Lumber King. What was the, uh, what was the famous line with Eric Lindros? The, the Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom. Did you that, like that line? Well, I wasn't around then, so oh, okay. Yeah. I got I got another uh, popular, probably well-known guy. Actually, a former guest on the Rink Rap. Ooh, about Luke do Mur- tell. Luke Murphy, former uh, Lumber King. Former Lumber Kings. Very well. Did very well with uh, the three seasons he played with the Lumber Kings. 
He also is a well-known author now, Jeff. Yes, he's I think he's got five books out. Four, actually. Four? Dead Man's Hand, uh, Wild Card, Rockabye Baby, and Kiss and Tell. So, you know, he and he, uh, you know what, he wore 25 with the Augusta Lynx. I had to really go into the research on that one. You know what, you did not a bad job. And uh, we'll have to get Luke Murphy back on the air here with us at some point. And I know, you know, this is part of the way you operate, Riley. He's a teacher, so you like to, you know, you like to be nice to the teachers, don't you? That's right. I've had him as a supply teacher. He's a nice guy. Oh, you have had him, eh? Yes, uh, Queen Elizabeth. Public school, just in case anybody okay. was wondering. Good shout out there. And uh, Luke Murphy, the ex Lumber King, wore 25. Um, I have this other guy that was more famous for his number 23. And uh, he was the former co host of Rink Rap, Adam Nowak's favorite player, Ilka Sinisalo. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He was Finnish. <laughs> I couldn't say his name, so I definitely don't know him. No, no. It's a, it's a bit of a mouthful. So he wore 25 with Minnesota, but he was more famous while playing with Philly, wearing number 23. And uh, to tie him in locally, obviously Finland not just around the corner, but he played with a guy by the name of Jeff Chikrin, who has a cottage in White Lake. And that's just around the corner. Yeah, that's, can we consider that Ottawa Valley, or is that... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, nice. It, it nice. qualifies. Nice. Well, that was a pretty good addition of By the Numbers, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and next... Uh, oh, wait, we're not going to be here next week, are we, Jeff? No, we're going to take a little bit of a break. Yes. We're both away, so... Uh, Two weeks from now, we'll even have a better lineup. Well, we're really excited about it, and... Uh, it's nice to be able to get away as well, to have yeah. a little bit of a break from rink wrap, so all the pressure will be on John Fife here to uh, <laughs> keep the, keep Say the, the weather. listeners knowledgeable. <laughs> Say the weather, a number of things. Um, so should we move on to our next item of Let's business? Let's move on, Jeff. We have a segment here that is called What Riles You Up, and that's with the Ooh. intern Riley in... Uh, like many of us in hockey, or many of us around the world, all the talk around those water coolers and coffee perk machines has been the man, Don Cherry, who lost his job recently. That caught your attention. Yes, it and did. And you are riled up. I, am, I can see it in your I'm eyes. I'm very riled up. I think, you know what, let's give Don Cherry a break here. He's been in that seat since 1982. He has said far, far worse things. He used to make fun of European hockey players. He used to call uh, players wimps if they, didn't, if they wore visors. Right. He has been the face of Hockey Night in Canada for over 35 years. This is not how we should be remembering him. Did he make a mistake? Yes, he did. He shouldn't have said what he said. He should have said everybody. But... Where he is right is he was explaining how everybody should be wearing a poppy, and I will stand with him on that one. And I think it's time that we move on from this. Uh, he's made a mistake, and now he's paying for it, so let's move on from it. Wow, you sound like you want his job the way you're ranting here. Well, that's I, I put my application in, but I haven't got any uh, email back, so I'm not sure, Jeff. Well, I'm sure they're... Uh, I put a word in for you, too. Oh, hey, thank you. Yeah. We could uh, replace them both. I, You know what? I, I was a little disappointed in uh, Ron McLean. Yes. Um, so was Don. Don yes. uh, thought his buddy was going to stand up, have his back. Not so much. So that was disappointing. Threw him under the um, bus, for sure. You know, we'll maybe talk a little bit about this with uh, some of our guests here tonight. We can... Not let it uh, get swept under the rug. You no. want you want to kind of put it in the past, but uh, it's well, a pretty significant thing. I it know. is a significant thing, and I, it's going to take a little while before it's in the past because it's all over the internet, right? You go on Twitter, you go on Facebook, and it's just one post after another post after another post, and people supporting them, people not supporting yes. them. So you know, it's not going to go away for a while, and no. that's unfortunate for him. But 
what can you do, right? Well, we're going to go away for a little while, and then we're going to come back with Connor Goddess. So it's time for us to take our first break here. You're listening to Rink Wrap on 98.7. Weather is next with John Fife. So do stay tuned for more Rink Wrap. Weather This Hour is brought to you by Melcher Heating and Cooling in Renfrew, serving the Ottawa Valley for more than 50 years. And we'll take a quick look at the weather. It's minus 7 degrees right now here on the Burnstown Road. Increasing cloudiness uh, tonight. Periods of light snow beginning late this evening, amounting to only about 2 centimeters. Wind up to 15 kilometers an hour. Low of minus 10 tonight, and wind chill make it feel like minus 15. Tomorrow, periods of snow ending in the afternoon, and uh, high of minus 1. Uh, minus 5, a wind chill minus 5 in the afternoon. Tomorrow night, it will be uh, low of minus 2, wind chill near minus 7. On Friday, flurry or snow squalls, high of plus one, and a low of 19, <laughs> minus 19 on Friday night. It's going to clear out but get cold. Uh, for your weekend, sunny, high of minus five, and on Sunday, a mix of sun and cloud, high of zero. As I said, currently minus seven. That's your Valley Heritage Radio 98.7 weather. Melcher Heating and Cooling in Renfrew will make sure you're ready for the colder weather. They install and service your high-efficiency furnace or freestanding gas stove, making your home warmer and more comfortable just in time for the cold fall nights. Melcher Heating and Cooling is a family-owned and operated business, fully licensed and insured, and they've been serving the Valley for more than 50 years. Keep warm with a little help from Melcher Heating and Cooling. Give them a call today at 613-432-2440 or stop by 68 Argyle Street North in Renfrew. Remember when a handshake meant something? Well, it still does at Summers Brothers Ford in Killaloo. As winners of the 2016 President's Diamond Club, that's the highest award given to Ford dealers, they know what it means to provide outstanding customer relations in sales and in service. So if you're ready for a hassle-free purchase, then Summers Brothers in Killaloo is your best choice. And they thank you and their employees for helping them achieve this award. Stop by today and see why buying a car at Summers Brothers Ford is easy. 154 Queen Street in Killaloo. Hi, Carl here of IPC Murphy Wealth Management. Managing your wealth is not a one-time annual event. It's a journey that's an ongoing experience. We partner with each of our clients in this journey because we are your local wealth management firm. You know us, we know you. If you haven't been receiving the high level of personal service you deserve in managing your wealth, then I invite you to contact our office to learn more about why our clients are loyal clients. Visit our website at murphywealthmanagement.ca or call us at 888-432-1472. Coronation Hall Cider Mill in Bristol, Quebec offers group rentals in their original 1930s dance hall and bus tours of the Orchard Processing Facility and Tea Room. It's the perfect outing for your church, school, or social group. They'll even provide lunch or entertainment if needed. Out for a drive, stop by Coronation Hall for some all-natural sweet apple cider, baked treats, and more. It's a piece of history right in our own backyard. Coronation Hall Cider Mill. Call 819-647-2547 for group reservations or visit coronationhall.com. Come out and enjoy a classic country music and dance Sunday, November 17th, 1.30 to 4.30 at the Renfrew Armories. Featuring house band Al Briscoe, Peter Dawson, Tim Hermit, Jack Jones, Andy Taylor, and John Steele with guest performances by Allison Andrews, Dan Paul Rogers, Marriott Mansky, and Murray Langford. Tickets $15 per person. Get yours at Aikenhead's Drugstore, Race Flowers, The Crown and Kilton Renfrew, at the door, or by calling Mike and Marriott Mansky at 433-2508. Don't miss this classic country music and dance Sunday, November 17th, 1.30 to 4.30 at the Armories. In Renfrew, with proceeds going to the Renfrew and District Food Bank. We'll see you there. Weather this hour is brought to you by the Antrim Truck Stop, Highway 417 at the White Lake Road in Armfire. 
Welcome back to this ed- edition of Rink Wrap with me, the intern, and Jeff Parson. There's a faithful listener that I know she's been listening for uh, as long as I remember, and I'd like to say hi to her, and that is my great-grandmother. So, hi, Grandma. How are you doing? <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Riley. Good start here to our segment with Connor Gutt, a long-time official in the CCHL, CCHL2. Connor, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it, Jeff. Riley? Well, you know... You're used to traveling, being an official, uh, heading out here to the Burnstown Road, not a big stretch. You travel during your day job, and you travel a lot at night, too, uh, covering a lot of kilometers as a as an official. Yeah, we do a lot of that stuff. Renfrew's uh, the closest junior rink to me for the longest years before we had Whitewater, so driving to Renfrew became secondhand there for the longest time. So something that we used to, you know, driving is just another part of the job. We go all over the place in the Valley. We hit Brockville, Hawkesbury... You know, a bunch of them rink, so quick 40-minute drives, nothing compared to those ones. No, no, that would be a walk in the park. <laughs> do, you, do you at least get mileage? Yeah, we get mileage. We get mileage, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they got to help you out somehow, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Now, uh, Connor, I know you're coming into a time where you're celebrating a personal milestone, and uh, it's not easy to get to the point where you've done the number of games that you have at junior hockey. So I'd like you first to maybe share what uh, share what this is with the, with our listeners here tonight. Yeah, I'm just I'm coming up to my uh, 500th game there uh, in the CCHL CCHL two coming up. So uh, it took me 10 seasons to get here. You know, um, not exactly sure when the game's going to be yet. All of our games are assigned monthly, so um, it could be any time at the end of the year to playoff season. But uh, yeah, 500 games, a long time. Looking back on it now so you got, exciting are you gonna keep the puck yeah you know what i definitely will keep the puck i have a collection of pucks actually from all my uh my first junior a games junior b any big milestone games that i've done that's um, exciting yeah i kept them all and uh that was uh you know things that you can't get back so i try and keep that stuff that's right we're in the uh, business here of at uh at rink wrap of doing some reminiscing so do you remember your first game? You know what? I do remember my very first game. I remember both my uh, my first Junior B game and my first Junior A game. Uh, first Junior B was uh, Renfrew. Uh, Renfrew, and it was a, a local game. It was actually back in the Shawville days. Renfrew-Shawville. Nice. Um, very good game in the Renfrew rink where uh, I'd done so, so many games before. And first, uh, my first Pembroke game, or my first Junior A game, was actually in Pembroke. Um, call up in a snowstorm game. There was a snowstorm. Okay. And uh, back in the Sheldon Keefe years, and that was only, I was 18 at the time, so that was a couple months after I started officiating in junior and got into it. So I got double whammy the first season. It was pretty nice. Well, you're only our second interview of an official in 125 episodes, so I'm, I'm filling Riley in on some of the history yeah, here as well. Yeah, that's right. So we had a guy by the name of Steve Barton, who's from the Hawkesbury area, who wasn't really... Uh, cutting it, and he he admitted this on the show. He wasn't really cutting it as a hockey player. Went off to university, tried to figure out a way to make some extra coin, started refing, and lo and behold, he got scouted. He ended up in the stands as an alternate official, and kind of like Connor, big snowstorm, someone didn't show up. He gets to officiate the NHL, and since then he's officiated 1,300 games. Oh, jeez. So it's kind of a neat, neat story like that, and isn't it? That's and, crazy. You, get, you, get and, uh, you get paid well too when you're an NHL ref. You sure do. It's yeah, do. Uh, they're not doing it for free. I no. don't think. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. Now, uh, Connor, talk about some of your favorite memories officiating, and uh, maybe even some of your favorite barns. <laughs> Ooh. Well, definitely favorite barns. I definitely uh, Renfrew's always been a good one, favorite one, and uh, Shawville. You know, I wish Shawville was still in the league like that, but that league, that. 
you know, Sunday Sunday afternoons and Friday nights, and then Shavo were some of the best ones. Um, <laughs> every game in Shavo seemed like it was a tight one. You know, it seems the fans are right on top of you oh, in every yes. game, and uh, and they can be pre- pretty ruthless there. And actually leaving the ice surface there, you have to go through the lobby to get to the referee's room. So you can only imagine what that's like in <laughs> Quebec, you know. <laughs> so those were pretty good. But, uh, yeah, some of my best games, you know. Um, my most memorable one would still be the my very first one that I did um, in in – Junior A, when uh, Sheldon Keefe was on the bench, you know, um, we had a little interaction on the ice, <laughs> and uh, and uh, it kept me motivated. You know, he's one of those guys that uh, he steps your game up, like not just the players and that, but whenever mm-hmm. you show up as an official, you show up to the game, you want to make sure your game's top-notch and your head's in it the whole time because uh, there's a lot on the line for these guys. A lot of these kids end up having careers later on, and uh, you can see even our local talent that we've had, the guys like the Matthew Peck and the Ty Fellibers, those guys all played the junior hockey around here so yes. um they end up having a career after that but uh yeah that would be my uh, my biggest one was the back in the day whenever they had uh it's going on 10 years now and they uh you know the rink was packed the 1600 days and they were good back then i loved them so it's an, it's important for a ref to control the outcome of a game have you ever like is it important for you to not allow the players to control the game and even say coaches fans trainers yeah, big time it's a tough one eh because uh Coaches and players, they always try and gain an inch, and an inch to them in a hockey game can be a mile, right? Um, so you really got to stick with it, and you know that everything that they're doing on the ice, they're doing, they're not doing to be mean or to do any of that stuff. They just everybody wants to gain an advantage, and you just got to stick with it. And, and uh, just like anything else, there's nobody's on the ice, you know, so you can't give anybody an extra advantage anytime. That's, that's right. Now you said uh, what your favorite Barnes to ref in. What weren't your favorite Barnes to ref in? Can you can you say that on the air? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what. Uh, I'd say probably as much as I loved uh, Shawville and Quebec, Gananoque was probably a tough one to play in. Um, those guys were, when you come off the ice, you had there was another spot where you had to go through the crowd like that. Wow. And, uh, and the fans in Quebec are, uh, um, yeah, they don't mind altercations. Yeah, they don't mind altercations anyways. They like to get in your face sometimes and talk about things. So, um, yeah, that's okay. You know what? It's all that stuff that you think back on, and it's all good memories and stuff like that. You know, I made it out alive, so I'm okay. Now, now what, would you, what would you say to uh, fans or coaches or even players Bad-mouthing teenager refs or young refs just coming into the the refing the refing league or organization, however you want to yeah, say. Yeah, it. it's hard. It's hard nowadays. Like uh, people take so much more abuse. Ref- officials take so much more abuse um, than we used to. Um, just as though it's 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 coming from each way right now. There's a lot more discipline um, amongst the players and amongst the everybody, and they protect the officials. But it's a it's really a thankless job for a lot of people. Um, you know, you don't get a lot of people go out on the ice. You have a 13 year old kid that's out there and he's getting yelled at. Well, he doesn't want to come back. It's not worth the 22 or 23 dollars that he's doing. You no. know, so it's hard to find that support like that and uh, the officiating has gone down in the years their numbers and stuff like that just because um, people can't take the abuse and stuff like that and they have clinics and they have a lot of speak out courses that they do and stuff like that but that only gets kids so far so it's it's definitely something that is need is is people are looking for refs yeah now? they're always looking for refs yeah numbers numbers are going down and uh and it's tough to get things back up you know they can entice you with more money and stuff like that but at the end of the day it's all how you feel if you if you finish a game and you get off the ice and and fans are yelling at you and chasing you well as a 13 year old you don't really want to <laughs> You don't really want to go back there again no. and do that next week, you know. But it's just you got to have a different mindset to it. You got to leave that stuff on the ice, and when you get off the ice, if people want to yell and kick and scream at you, you just smile and nod your head. And it's like what they say: what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> well, we're continuing here with Connor Gotta of the uh, CCHL. He's an official approaching that milestone 500th game. Uh, quite a quite a prestigious career. Now I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, 
Connor. Um, you know, you spend a lot of time in the summer on the uh, baseball diamonds. A lot of uh, kids are forced these days to specialize in in hockey, and you, and you know you deal with them every day. You're on the ice. What are the uh, advantages to kind of leaving hockey behind and actually uh, participating in another sport? Well, it's always nice to be uh, multi-sport athletes. It helps you both ways, right? Your conditioning goes far. If you're uh, if you're a strong athlete on the ice, you can you can play numerous sports, soccer and baseball, and that. And our baseball is really starting to diminish in the valley for the longest time. Um, so we started the league. A couple of us got together and we started the league back up, and that uh, it's really taken off now. We're up to six teams in the league, and nice. uh, um, you know we're. A lot of local support, all local kids again, try and keep everything local like that. All of our teams from Chapo to Chalk River, um, you know, Killaloo, Petawawa Indians, and two Pembroke teams. So um, we really try and keep things like that going. Um, kids love it. You got you to get off the ice and get a different aspect. I played baseball my whole life growing up. I played it out of town, played uh, hockey. You know, I always say baseball is still my favorite sport. Nice. Um, but it's good to keep yourself busy throughout both years, you know. You, uh, you started... Uh, officiating at a young age, obviously to hit this 500 milestone here in junior hockey, still a young guy. Um, you know, I ref with your dad. I also had to throw him in the penalty box several times. <laughs> but uh, you know, was that kind of uh, an influence in in you uh, starting to officiate? The fact that uh, Brian was at her himself, and and it was part of what the family did, or, or did that even come into no, your? No, uh... you know what? It definitely did. It <laughs> yeah? definitely did help. Uh, he was he was an official, and he gave me a lot of stuff, and he talked talked me into it. He was the one that actually talked me into when I was 13 years old to. Kind of, you know, when you want to start getting money, you can get yes. it's, it's an easy way to get some exercise and stuff like that. And then he was, I think he was kind of hoping I can get into ref and men's league and give him an advantage and stuff like that. But yeah, no friends on the ice, right? So <laughs> yeah, I got to give him a penalty too one day as my claim to fame once. Yeah. Um, was it embellishment, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> it might have been something along the lines, yeah. Uh, that, that's a new, uh, a new, a fairly new, you know, when you look at the big picture, a new uh, call, I guess you'd say. Now, you know, you all often see things that um, are in the big leagues. I just wanted to get your opinion on a few things. Like, um, do you think the video review is something that uh, the NHL officials, uh, would it kind of rattle them when, when they're when their decisions are overturned in front of 18,000 screaming people or yeah, any views on that? That would definitely kind of get in your head a little bit for sure. Um, but at the same time, it's all about getting the call right, right? You want to get that call right. And uh, I think it'd be more of a, it'd be harder to rebound from if you were, you know, if they were reviewing two or three year calls a game and that kind of takes away from um, the referee discretion, right? So um, yeah, I could see it being a lot harder for those guys doing stuff like that and, and, uh, and getting reviewed all the time. It's kind of, but at the, at the other end of that, if they review a call and it goes your way, that's kind of like a, there mm-hmm. it is, you know, you got that in your back pocket. So um, it's always good that way. But you'll never hear that side. They'll never congratulate you on that. They'll yell at you if you yeah. get the call wrong, but you yeah. never get the other end. Very true, very true. Now, things like uh, speeding up the icing and, and, and uh, getting uh, the choice of where you want the face off in icing, the, offen- the team that made the offense, the, the people that ice the puck, not allowed to change. Is that stuff something you were going to probably have to see soon coming down to junior hockey? Yeah, I think a lot of that stuff ends up starting in in the lower end leagues and making its way up with a lot of that. But for them to do stuff like that, yeah, definitely. Um, I hear about uh, in the OHL right now, they brought hybrid icing in. Okay. So that's something that's trickling down yep. towards us. Nice. Um, that's going to be, you know, it's going to be something like that, that we're going to end up doing that one day. Um, makes things a lot, you know, it keeps everybody in the game and a lot, a lot more awareness and helps the advantage to, 
the teams that are playing. I like it. Now, is this the? Do you want to stay at your current level of refing, or do you want to keep moving yourself up to say, I don't know, NHL? I know yeah. there's probably steps before the NHL, but yeah, I couldn't think of any. There's a big one before then, for, <laughs> for sure. But uh, yeah, it, it's you know what it, I always said. I always want to push my career as far as I can go. And uh, I was a linesman in junior for the last uh, six years, and then in my seventh season, I decided you know what things are starting to plateau where I'm at. I want to become a referee. I started refereeing and uh, making my way up. Now I'm gonna I'm a referee in junior B, linesman in junior A. But uh, I got the call up this year to start refereeing some junior A games. So as long as my uh, career keeps advancing, once you plateau, you kind of uh, you know things become stale and dormant. So you always want to keep pushing your career. And uh, I always said once I quit having fun doing it, then uh, that that's how you know it's an end of the career. When people start doing it for the money and not for the joy of it, um, it's just something I love to do. I like to go out and enjoy it, and people know you're around the league, and you get a good rapport with a lot of players and coaches and local. Guys guys like that so it's fun to do it keeps me uh keeps me interested it's been a blast to uh chat with you connor i'm hoping you're going to hang out a bit longer because we do something called rapid <laughs> fire here to really put you on the spot and get to know you a little bit better but we're going to uh take another break first and get some uh, business uh, tended to here at valley heritage and we're also going to look at the weather so um do stick around if you can yeah we'll do absolutely appreciate it guys. we're with connor gotta and you're listening to rink rap on valley heritage radio 98.7 Weather this hour is brought to you by the Antrim Truck Stop, Highway 417 at the White Lake Road in Armfryer. And we'll take another look at the weather right now. It's minus 7 degrees, increasing cloudiness tonight, periods of light snow beginning late this evening, and uh, high of, uh, sorry, a low of minus 10, and wind chill near minus 15. Tomorrow, periods of snow ending in the afternoon, winds uh, 15 kilometers an hour, high of minus 1, and uh, it will be uh, minus 2 tomorrow night, wind chill minus 7. On Friday, flurries, snow squalls, high of plus 1, but then it's going to clear up and get really cold, minus 19 on Friday night. That's your Valley Heritage weather up to the moment. The Antrim Truck Stop in Armprior, voted one of the top 10 truck stops in Canada, offers breakfast, lunch, or dinner in the Hangar Restaurant. They have the best selection of home-cooked meals, made fresh daily. Just passing through, make a stop at the Big Rigs Bakery and take home some delicious baked goods. Or find that perfect gift for any occasion at the God & Country Gift Shop. The Antrim Truck Stop, the perfect place for a lunch meeting, family gathering, or just to stop in for a quick bite. Located at Highway 417 and the White Lake Road in Armprior. Open 24 hours a day seven days a week and welcome back to rink wrap on valley heritage radio 98.7 jeff patterson here along with riley the intern and we've had a great chat here with connor Ghana, who's celebrating his 500th game of officiating junior hockey here very shortly in the valley and parts beyond so uh, congratulations again to that connor but now you've never seen anything like this we had a good chat talking hockey probably could have chatted for much longer but uh <laughs> it's time now for rapid fire you like this segment eh, riley it's 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 right below what riles me up it is it's, it's a close second isn't <laughs> yeah, it's it? it's a close second okay so uh rapid fire i think i know the uh Answers to some of these. So, uh, Connor, are you all ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Uh, this is this is sometimes what we call the dirty dozen. So you're going to get about 12 questions altogether. First, uh, just choice, and we're starting with sports to make it uh, comfortable for you, nice Perfect. and easy. Yankees or Bo Sox? Bo Sox. Um, I knew that was going to happen. I knew, I knew you were going to say <laughs> Big that. Big Bo Sox, man. Okay. Um, umpires live calls 
Traditional style or replays? Oh, umpire live calls for sure. It takes okay. away from the game the other way. All right. I, 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 was, I was hoping you'd say that. Um, wooden bats or aluminum bats? Wooden bats every oh, time. Traditional? Traditional. Okay. Um, now we're switching to entertainment. We're going to pick up the pace a bit. Simpsons or Family Guy? Simpsons. Country or rock? Country. Taylor Swift or Beyonce? Taylor Swift. No, I knew that was going to go. <laughs> okay, now we're getting back into your wheelhouse here. Bow hunting or rifle season? Ooh, rifle season. Rifle season, okay. Uh, pickerel or bass? Pickerel, for sure. Nice. Oh, good question. Good answer. Now, with that funny stain you have on your hat, <laughs> um, we're going into some Montreal... Oh, it hurts me to say it. Suzuki or Mete? Mete. Byron or Gallagher? Byron, local talent. Okay. Um, officiating, icing or offside? Ah, icing. Icing, eh? You want the skate? Yeah. Okay. It's my speed. Um, best all-time hab? Oh, this is Ooh, tricky. I was a huge Saku Koivu fan. All my jerseys are Saku Koivu. I have a signed, I have a signed picture but with him with an antique bronze coin. So no good way. answer. Wow. Number 11, wasn't he? That's right. All right, here's the uh, last and not least, the big question, all the pressure, boxers or briefs? Ooh, boxers. All right, well, uh, what do you think, uh, Riley? How many, how many questions did you give him? He ended up with 12 and a bonus. Okay, so 13 in total, so I'll give you 12 <laughs> out of 13 because nobody likes Taylor Swift. Oh, nobody, eh? <laughs> One in a million, I guess. Yeah. Well, so, uh, you did all right. You did better than uh, better a lot of people have so far with that segment Easy of numbers, Rapid Fire. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's our rapid-fire segment, and uh, we're very happy to have Connor Gotta here in studio. On the line, we uh, are hoping to chat with another individual that's reaching a milestone here, and uh, we're very pleased to have Dennis Stewart on the line from Pembroke. Uh, Dennis, how's it going? Okay. Dennis, you, uh, you have us here? I do. Oh, well, thanks very much. Now, um, just uh, wondering about uh, your recent milestone. It is pretty huge uh, being involved in Silver Stick for 35 years. Uh, we asked Gotta here uh, if he remembered his first uh, junior hockey game officiating, and uh, I guess we should re- ask you what uh, what you recall from uh, being involved 35 years ago. Well, it all had started, uh, Jeff, with uh, Ian Taylor, Jim McGregor, and... Uh Terry O'Neill and myself, and they went to the International Silver Stick trying to get a, a sanction to run a tournament because we always had all our local teams had to go to Sudbury. And after that, it was uh, pretty well all go. Huh. Well, uh, that's kind of a modest uh, version of it. Obviously, it took a ton of, uh, ton of work for you guys to put this together, and it's still alive all these years later. Uh, Talk about uh, how that first weekend went uh, last weekend in Pembroke. It was the Adam weekend, I believe, and, uh, you know, it's always probably uh, a big uh, weight off your shoulders, I would think, to kind of get that first weekend over with. Well, pretty well, the first weekend is always uh, the toughest to get going, but once you get going, and everything's just a breeze as you slide through everything for the other three weekends. Now, the... Um Muskrat Voyageurs had some good success, I believe, last weekend. Uh, how important is it for one of these uh, local teams to uh, have an impact in the first weekend? Well, pretty well, Jeff. All of the, in our local area, we've been fairly uh, decent in sending teams to the finals uh, down in Boris and that. And uh, it's, for this team in Muskrat, it's their third year in a row now that they're representing our area. And uh, they did novice three years ago, and now last two years they're in the Adam Sea. Wow, 
that's a pretty impressive showing. It is. Um, now, sometimes we're hearing uh, numbers are fluctuating with respect to this tournament. Um, you know, it's not in its heyday, obviously, but uh, you're still entertaining an awful uh, lot of teams in the Pembroke area. Um, do you have any figures on exactly what uh, type of economic impact is uh, is happening here in, in Pembroke for the Silver Stick? Well, we did a, a thing about uh, maybe five, six years ago. <laughs> And they talked about turning around $3.1 million within the four weekends. Wow. Dollars turned over. And uh, that's pretty significant, especially if you if you uh, multiply it by 35 years. Well, exactly. And then all the uh, the local teams and, you know, the eateries and the, the motels that are pretty well full anytime you take a drive down through Main Street or whatever. Now, if you look back uh, 35 years you know, maybe other than the actual speed of the games, uh, what are the what are the main differences you're you're noticing? Well, well right now, I, I find uh, compared to back 35 years ago, and even in the middle of say 25 years, it's now a lot of teams are amalgamating, and you're not getting as many teams as we did it halfway through. Like we were up to 160 teams at one time, wow. and now we're up this uh, this year we're up to about 118. Nice. So that's from the amalgamation. It's uh, definitely affecting things, and uh, just the way the structure is of hockey these days, I'm sure, is is uh, is a factor. Now, at one time, the ladies actually had a, a part of Silver Stick, and now that one wasn't uh, wasn't sustainable. Is that something that'll ever be looked at again? Well, that's something that uh, they could look at, but uh, it looks like in the area it has died a bit, the women or the girls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even uh, past uh, Commissioner Silver Stick, you can see it dying off in all, all of Ontario. Start to down a bit. Now you've held uh, a number of different positions within the Silver Stick organization itself, and uh, I know you're—I uh, don't know if the official title is international director, but I, I mean, in Freddie Flintstone terminology, you've been the—you've uh, <laughs> been the grand poobah of this whole uh, organization throughout North America. Maybe you can uh, tell the listeners uh, some of the places you've uh, gone to check out. Well, I was uh, an international director back in from uh, 1989 until 2005, where I took over the, as commissioner of Silver Stick for Canada and the United States. Wow. Like, I've been to uh, Dallas, Sarnia, uh, Fort Huron, all the little towns that run Silver Stick and in between, and also down in the, into the states, uh, Denver, Colorado, uh, Dayton, Ohio, uh, Philadelphia. Pretty well, where there was a, a, a tournament. I've pretty well been to them all. And, uh, you know, between between all your silver stick experience and uh, working with the Pembroke Lumber Kings back in the day, you got to see uh, most of Canada, well, half of Canada, most of Canada, all over the U.S. Uh, what was your favorite uh, What was your favorite hockey trip? Well, I think I have to go back to my days with the Lumber Kings in 72-73. <laughs> right. When we went to the Centennial Cup and also in 76-77. <laughs> Uh, and then after that, I got into the broadcasting for, for 18 years. <laughs> and that was uh, a lot of fun, a lot of good tours as well. Yep. So there's a lot of time and uh, miles on the road. Now, now, you say you've been everywhere. I'm going to throw a random question at you. What was your favorite in-ring canteen? Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, you weren't expecting that question, were you? <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> Usually the hot dogs were pretty good at the Memorial Center back in the day. Oh, well, there you go. Nice, nice. Now, um... The uh, quality of play um, that you're noticing out there on the ice, um, you know, it's it's so impressive 
especially, you know, there's obviously been NHLers through the through the gates of the Silver Stick here in uh, in the Pembroke area. Um, do you find the uh, speed and the level of play uh, continues to improve, Dennis? Oh, definitely. Uh, you take a look at the band of uh, even like the double AA, A, triple A, in 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 those areas, and the speed and the size of these kids is unbelievable in the shape they're in. It's not back in the day when, yeah, you put on your skates and on the ice you went. You know, it's a, a commitment of these, this day and age. Huh. Well, that's uh, that's definitely uh, remarkable, and your track record is is I, I don't know, don't know how anyone would ever touch it, but uh, congratulations and such a loyal volunteer to the organization, the city. Um, just want to uh, thank you for coming on and sharing some of the uh, anecdotes with us here. Um, any uh, hints for what we're going to see on uh, this weekend with the Peewees? Well, the Peewees are a little bigger now and a little stronger, so I think you're going to see some good hockey. We have the double-A division going, and uh, it's really impressive with the local team with the Upper Valley Waves. They're, I believe, 11-1 and one in our league right now, so it's going to be very competitive. Well, I uh, encourage all folks around the valley to go to uh, Pembroke and check out the regional silver stick. But again, thanks so much for uh, telling us about it here, Dennis, and uh, good luck this weekend. Thanks, Jeff. It was a nice time to you. We'll talk to you again. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Dennis Stewart of the Silver Stick, and we're going to... The Memorial Center, eh? He thought the hot dogs were the best Memorial Center. He's been all over Canada and all over the United States. He couldn't think of anything better. Good Valley boy, though. It must be good hockey. Or not hockey, must be good hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> you would know, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's right. Well, we'll uh, take a break and we'll deal with the weather and some other business here, and then we'll be back with the conclusion of Rink Wrap on 98.7 Valley Heritage Radio. CJHR Weather is brought to you by Garage Door Services. For all your garage door needs, call or text 613-796-3991. Okay, one... Quick last look at the weather. Increasing cloudiness tonight. Periods of light snow beginning late this evening. Winds up to 15 kilometers an hour with a low of minus 10. Wind chill near minus 15. Tomorrow, periods of snow ending in the afternoon. Cloudy, amounting to snow will amount to 2 to 4 centimeters. High of minus 1 and a wind chill minus 13 in the morning. Minus 15 in the afternoon. And uh, tomorrow night, it will be uh, minus 2. Wind chill minus 7. Flurries or snow squalls on Friday with a high of plus 1 and a low of minus 19. Currently minus 7 on the Burnstown Road. That is your Valley Heritage Radio 98.7 weather. If your garage door is giving you trouble, help has arrived. Garage Door Services will get your door working like new again. Whether it's a broken spring or cable and roller replacement, or that pesky opener is giving you trouble, they've got all your garage door needs covered. Serving the Ottawa Valley and the Pontiac, no job is too big or too small. Call or text them today at 613-796-3991. They also sell and install garage doors as well. So for all your garage door needs, service or sales, Garage Door Services, 613-796-3991. Hi, I'm Rob Dodge. I invite you to tune in every Saturday morning from 11 till noon for Coast to Coast Country. Each week we'll explore this great country of ours from one coast to the other and everything in between. So join me, won't you? Saturday from 11 a.m. until noon for Coast to Coast Country, right here on your community radio station, 98.7 Valley Heritage Radio. Welcome back to 98.7 Valley Heritage Radio. Jeff Patterson along with Riley, the intern, Thero, and Connor Gotta still in studio here. We had a interesting chat with Dennis Stewart earlier. Big thank you to the uh, Silver Stick Grand Poobah, as I like to call him. He's been <laughs> involved in a long time. And uh, 
Now I guess Riley, I know there's something bothering you yeah. as usual. You always have something. I could do. I could. The whole your... show could be what riles me up. Okay. So well, I got, I, since we're so lucky to have a an official official mm-hmm. in studio, you've seen a lot of a lot of teams go through slumps and struggle with their hockey play. What what does the Athens need to do to get their first win? You know what? Like they're they're not far off. Um, I was doing their game actually uh, last Saturday in Carlton Place, the Athens Carlton Place game, and they were uh, it was one one going into the third period, very close game. Um, they had everything going for them, but um, they're running into issues. As soon as they start to get behind a little bit, they resort to bad ways. You know, taking penalties, doing dumb stuff, misconducts, and that. And uh, if they can get away from doing that stuff, you know, and stick to playing hockey for a little bit, they're good. They got a great team um good coaches but uh youngest team in the league eh? uh the most 16 year olds in the league most 17 year olds in the league so those are one of those teams that are going to be good in a couple years from now but they're struggling right now but watch out for them in it's the kinda, future it's kind of like the blue jays right they're they're in the in the midst of a rebuild right now and they're they're struggling but they're within like as like you said in a few years they're going to be a top top team yeah they'll be good lots lots of strong kids on the team big kids too you know just just got to keep playing get better Yep. Right now, Athens is last in the Richardson division in CCHL2 with zero points. First on that totem pole is Westport with 27 points. Number two seed goes to Carlton Place, 26 points, so they're right in their heels. Perth, we uh, chatted with Mike McLean last week here on Rink Rap, and uh, he's sitting in third comfortably with 23 points. But uh, Renfrew playing some good hockey of late, and Perth uh, sliding a little bit since they talked to you, Riley, last week. That's right, and speaking of Renfrew, there was a, last week there was a really big trade that we forgot to mention between Whitewater and Renfrew, and I can't pronounce his last name, so I'll let you say it. I know his first name is Dylan, but that's a, that's a big trade. Dylan Keel went uh, to the Renfrew Timberwolves, and uh, you know he's one of these guys. Well, Connor, you've refed him a ton over the last few seasons. He's like a man mountain in there. He gets in front of the slot. He's he can put the biscuit in the basket. Let me tell you. Yeah, he gets a lot of points, a lot of goal scorer. He's the first player in Whitewater history to hit 100 points. Uh, big feat for him. Um, he just keeps getting better and better, and he's going to be great for Renfrew this year for sure. Now, Whitewater had a pretty good weekend themselves. They were struggling out of the gate. They were. Uh, you know, not quite as bad as Athens Arrows, as Riley's talked about, but uh, Whitewater won two games this weekend, so they've bumped up a little higher in the pecking order. Seven points, though. They still sit in seven, uh, seventh place overall. They're seven points behind the Armprior Packers. We've guested with Matt Couvret. We'll have to get him in again, but uh, the Tiki's are just ahead of the Packers. They're from Brockville with 18 points, and as we said, Renfrew Timberwolves, uh, pretty hot team. Now, you should be able to line something up with the Renfrew Timberwolves, Riley. Like, don't you go to school with these guys? Well, yeah, I go to school with a few of them, but uh, I really forget their names, in all honesty, Jeff. Well, you're going to have to do a little bit more preparation. I'm going to have to do a little bit more preparation. And get me that double-double. Do you want to hear a joke? Oh, well, we always like to end the show with a joke or two. Well, we have another segment in the show. What uh, um, wise words of the week or why, uh, wise tip of the week? Okay, okay. Well, you, what are you what are you going to start with here? Come we'll, on. Do, we'll start with a joke, Jeff. All right, okay. Thank what you. What can you call? What can you? What do you call a monkey who wins the Stanley Cup? Nobody knows. I don't got it. A champion. <laughs> now that's funny. <laughs> like a dad joke. Eh? That's a groaner. Let me tell you. <laughs> now we got uh, one more thing here that I'd like to say. It's called the wise tip of the week, so it starts off like this. Two mice fall into a bucket of cream. The first mouse gives up and drowns, but the second mouse swims and swims until he eventually churns the cream into butter. Which mouse are you, Jeff? I think I'm the butter maker. The butter maker? (laughs) 
Now, uh, Connor, which uh, which mouse are you? Yeah, I'll turn, turn, turn until I make some butter. <laughs> good, good. Butter's, butter's pretty tasty. Yeah, I don't we like, that we either. like to put it on our toast. Yeah. Well, rather uh, rather appropriately, um, we have a word of the week as well, mellifluous, Riley, and I don't think that that's part of your regular vocabulary, but it does relate to that which gives or produces honey, and it was appropriate for your Don Cherry rant earlier. That's right, and uh, maybe next week we can, we'll can we be talking about who's replaced them. Well, next week we're not on the that's air. Right. We're going to take a break, but the following week, so do tune in in two weeks from now. That'll be our episode 126 of Rink Wrap. But uh, next week, we're going to take a break and leave it with John. Until then, on behalf of Connor Gotta and behalf of Riley the Intern, I'm Jeff Patterson signing off. You've been listening to Rink Rap on 98.7 Valley Heritage Radio. That's a good show. Excellent. That was a good show. And all the highlights of the local junior hockey scene right here on 98.7 Valley Heritage Radio.